I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Happy Thursday. It is week 10 of the NFL and welcome to Not Gambling Advice sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code just baseball or code just gridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match on the best daily fantasy app. This week, we're winning. We're winning like we won last week. We brought on Krabs because Krabs is one of the hottest betters in the country, especially in college basketball. And we had to get him on on his heater to talk some NFL. And Javon has given us winners every single week except last week. And I was very particular to bring him back on because at the same time, I've never seen Javon had two bad weeks in a row. Krabs, welcome. Have you ever seen Javon had two bad weeks in a row? You ever heard that old expression, lightning doesn't strike tr- strike twice? Wow, I can't even speak. You ever heard that old expression, lightning doesn't strike twice? Yeah, well, it doesn't. And Javon's going to sweep the card this weekend. How about it? Javon, how, how are you it? feeling about the card this weekend? You know, they could have given me a little better of a card to to bounce back on, not going <laughs> lie, but we make do with what we have. Um, yeah, I hate, I hate the Raiders. I hate Derek Carr. I hate Josh McDaniels. Definitely not betting on them this week. So new group, new guys, new winners. New winners. We both have three of our favorite picks for this weekend, and then we also will have prop talk at the end of this episode gentlemen let's get straight into it because you know similar to last week you go in and you're like eh, i don't know much how how much i like the board newsflash love the board last week same <laughs> thing went two and one then one on sunday night football three and one week for me at least on sunday and i love the board just as much maybe even more so what we're going to do we're going to go around the horn just like we usually do again we'll talk props at the end javon i want to start with you on a bounce back favorite pick of the week we go with the Chargers Niners under 45 and a half. That's wow. my favorite one of the week. This this 45 and a half number has been one that I've been looking at um a lot for unders recently. I know the only one in recent memory that I can think of that's gone over is that Eagles Texans game on Thursday night. Um but other which than went this, over, like, which went over on a two point yeah, conversion. Yeah, really shouldn't have gone over. Um but like just looking at some of these games that these these have been a part of. I mean, even last week, you know, Ravens Saints. 27-13 went under. Chiefs Titans 2017 went under. Browns Bengals game on Monday Night Football that that week before that went under by a point 32-13. The Jets Packers game a couple weeks ago another 45 and a half that went under by eight points nine points. So to see see this go down to 47 and a half to 45 and a half is definitely piquing my interest. But looking at these teams, really the the 49ers game has been sneakily high scoring as of late. I mean they've hit three of the last four overs and and all of those games really one of the teams has carried the, like the bulk of the scoring um, and they've come close to hitting it themselves. And this Chargers offense, they're just, they're so banged up. They're just bad. Um, and this, you know, the the touchdown line in this game, I think is pretty indicative of what to expect. I just think the Chargers run defense is, is going to get diced by, you know, McCaffrey and the, the rushing attack from the Niners, which is obviously going to drain clock. And I just don't see them doing too much on offense against this defense, which has been spotty at times, granted against good offenses. But I, I'm not a as big a Justin Herbert believer as, as some people may be. And is he working with depleted weapons? Absolutely. But I'm just not a fan of this offense right now. So I think we we just get a, a master class by the, the Niners run attack and they just control the game start to finish and the Chargers offense struggles like it has been. So Krabs, I got to say, I do like this under. But normally what I like to do is, um, you know, we'll put out the 
1 p.m., 4.25, whatever, p.m. games. And then I'll make a pick later for Sunday Night Football. Want to let all the information come in. Want to check the injury reports. And I am definitely leaning Chargers. Seven points? Are you kidding me? Especially with the backdoor factor of Justin Herbert slinging it around. Um, I mean, nothing's locked in yet. I'm not totally sure. But if you put a gun in my head and said place a bet now, it would definitely be on Chargers plus seven. Are you leaning there or do you like the under a little bit better? Or are you 49ers guy? I lean Chargers for sure. But if I were to take a bet in this one, I'd be on Javon's play. Number one, he's due for a bounce back. But number two, bet reasonings wise, it's dropped two points already. These are two teams you look at. The first thing your brain thinks of is offense, but that's wrong. I mean, the Chargers offense is completely falling apart. And the 49ers, like Javon said perfectly, they're going to run the damn ball and the clock's going to run the whole time. So give me that under. Love it. So, Javon, we're, we're recording on Thursday. Let's say Mike Will plays. I don't think Keenan Allen is going to play. Like, I am honestly not even sure that Mike Will plays. But let's say we get some positive injury reports for the offense. Does that move you off it at all? No, don't care. I, I, I don't. I just think it's – I don't think, like, enough can be done to that offense unless, you know, you have every single guy in that lineup play, which is, is pretty unlikely. But, I mean, they're going to be playing, you know, pretty injured if so, playing banged up. And, and honestly, for me, it's it's more of a Justin Herbert thing than anything, too. Like, I, I don't want to take away from the guy's talent, but coming back with these these injuries week to week, he hasn't really had time to find a rhythm. Like, nobody in that offense has really been consistent other than Austin Eckler because he's been the one consistently in that lineup, you know, week to week, which is crazy and knock on wood. But, yeah, it, it really is just as much to do with that and as much to do with the 49ers, what they're going to do offensively. It's going to drain a lot of clock and – you know, I was looking at the Chargers run defense, too. They've given up 130 plus in five of the last six weeks. That's not going to bode well against a 49ers rushing attack with McCaffrey. Two worst bets of the season from me. Uh, Brandon Staley, coach of the year. Colts <laughs> over win total. Yeah. Fucking horrible crabs. Throw that one out. <laughs> yeah, throw those both out. <laughs> Thankfully, though, Eagles over nine and a half wins. Are you kidding me? Even lost. Yeah, well. You're not going to get one step closer this week. I'll tell you that. (laughs) All right, let's talk about it. What's your favorite pick of the week? I'm not taking my Manders. Give me a break. Grow up. (laughs) I'll I'll give you a real play, and it's Javon's team, actually, not my team. It's the damn Bucks. Minus two and a half. Yep, going back to the well. Tom Brady got a win last week. He's going to get a win this week. Seattle is overrated. They're overvalued. The Bucks defense will stop the run. They're going to make Geno beat them, and I'll take my chances with the Bucks and Tom Brady. Not sure with how terrible they've looked, why the heck they are this much of a favorite or just a favorite in general. I don't care if they're home. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. This Seattle team actually looks good. And Kenneth Walker looks really good. Uh, And Pete Carroll has proved everyone wrong. Very impressed by the Seattle team. Honestly, their defense has not been the worst defense in the league um, of late, although they're damn close. And that's what Tom Brady's going to expose this week. He's going to expose it in the air. They haven't been running the ball well. Not going to matter. He's going to beat him in the air. The Bucs are going to win this game big. Javon, I'm surprised you're not on this one. Give me the I Bucks. Love- minus two and a half. Sketchy line. Everyone's afraid to bet on Tom. I'm not afraid. I'm going back to him again. He wins two in a row. I love Krabs because he likes to go to London in games that nobody wants to watch because it's at 930 in the morning for us East Coasters. Someone's got to do it. 630 Someone's in the morning it. for the West Coasters. <laughs> Javon, I feel like the key here in this game is can the Bucks stop Kenneth Walker on the ground? Um, because if they force Gino to throw, it's not that Gino can't do it himself. It's just I don't think he can beat the Bucks 
doing it by himself. I think he can hold his own, but I think he's going to need Kenneth Walker to do a lot on the ground. Like as a Bucks guy, do you have faith that they can stop Kenneth Walker? You know, I really don't. I don't. <laughs> but I mean, the that's the why you bet on the Bucks, team, right, Krabs? I'm going to be. I'm going to be on it. It's just not one of my more confident plays just because the, the line makes no sense. Like you, you can, you can't find a single metric or single set of numbers that points to the bucks being minus two and a half minus three, which is what makes it so weird. Um, But yeah, it, like throughout the bucks, like everybody looks at the, the great drive that Tom had or really the Rams defense had in that last drive to win the game. They looked horrendous like throughout that entire game. And that final drive was, a gift by the Rams defense playing prevent defense, you know, the entire, what, five plays, letting them drive down the field in 40 seconds. It, there's nothing has changed with this team. And I think uh, going to London, like this kind of off a football perspective, this team isn't really together right now. Like Leonard Fournette is very, very frustrated with his touches as he should be, um, or as he shouldn't be, because he just, he sucks. It, it sucks. Should be, it should yeah, be it Rashad White. To be Rashad yeah. White's backfield, and that's that's kind of what I think the turning point is for me when I start trusting the Bucks. But um, yeah, I just I feel like the Bucks are going to win this game, but I'm not super confident. Crabs, you're a sick man. All that analysis probably made you like them even more, didn't it? Hey, yeah. bet lines, not teams. You'll be better off in your bank account. I promise exactly. you that. Exactly. And if we're talking about betting lines and not teams, um, normally I start with my absolute favorite bet of the week but i really just love all these equally so when you were talking about bet lines not teams i'm going to be on the denver broncos plus three against the tennessee titans so what this line is telling me is that on a neutral field these two teams are even titans just kept it close with the chiefs on prime time the titans look like with derrick henry an incredible rushing attack the broncos you got Russell Wilson doing high knees. He's coming off a bye. Nobody's seen him. Nobody's going to be on the Broncos. So if you check out the Pickett Sports app, which I recommend downloading, if you want to track all of our plays, these two guys are on there too, and you can see some bet handles. Nobody's on the Broncos. If you look at VEASAN, DraftKings, um, it's like 82%. But the line's trickling up and down between 2.5 and, and 3. And I grabbed it at 3 at minus 115 on DraftKings, but it's going up back and down. I don't mind it at two and a half either. I obviously love it at three because it's a key number in football. But the Broncos, according to PFF, have the second best defense in the NFL. Number one is actually the Jets. And we were on the Jets plus 11 and a half against the Bills. And that Jets defense looked pretty good. And the Broncos defense is nothing to laugh at. Well, you can laugh at Russell Wilson. Don't laugh at the defense. And if we're talking about rush defense, too, they can stop the run. Um, so they're going to stop Derrick Henry. And still, like Malik Willis... Um, shows flashes of a real quarterback. Like I was watching that game and a lot of people just hate him and think he sucks. I'm not one of those people. I actually think he could have a future in this league. I actually think he's kind of explosive running that read option there with Derrick Henry. I like that, but more often his plays are not very good. He's very inconsistent. And that's why out of Liberty, he was a third round pick, not a first round pick because he's still really raw. I think he kind of gets exposed in this matchup. I think the Broncos are a live dog. And I think that, while the Titans have a good run defense, the Broncos still through the air can be a very good offense. And I think with time to prepare in the bye week, especially after the Titans just had that really tough game against the Chiefs, really gave it their all. I have, I don't, Vrabel gets his team up for big games. This doesn't feel like a big game for me. So I'm going to go with the Broncos plus three. 
Um, Krabs, I'll go with, to you first. Any thoughts on that one? Love this play. Pissy took it. I probably would have taken it myself. They're going to win yeah. this game outright. Nobody on earth needed to buy a week more than Russell Wilson and his coach, and they got it. So let's see if they can take advantage. If they can't, fire Nathaniel Hackett straight up. Love this pick. Javon? Yeah, I'm in the same, same headspace. I don't think anybody wants to bet on the Broncos, especially after, I guess, people get optimism after watching the Titans' performance last week, which we should. Um, but there's a reason that they're still, what, minus two and a half in this game. It's, it's not this enough. Is, this is your buy low, sell high spot to a T. I absolutely love this play, Peter. Good eye. And honestly, if it goes to two and a half or stays at two and a half, I like it better because that Me makes too. no fucking sense. Yeah, good. Move it to two. Why not us? Move it to a pick I dare you. Do it. I dare you. Vegas, I dare you. <laughs> Javon, Do what it. are you daring next? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm daring myself, I guess, to take the Browns plus three and a half. Wow, I mean, this is, yeah, this is another, I don't want to say buy low, sell high spot because the Browns are, are very good, but this is like kind of the point where everybody's started fading the Dolphins and it just hasn't worked. I mean, the Lions in that game were in a pretty sharp spot that ended up pushing, losing for some people. Losing for me. Yeah, losing for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of people, you know, just cut the shit and went Bears money line last week. It didn't work out. But um, we covered the Bears plus four and a half. Yeah, we covered the Bears plus four and a half because we're we're smart. But yeah, we knew we're the Bears were only. winning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of, of course, of course. But this is this is a spot like I just think the Browns are, are going to come out fired up here. And this is a typical spot. Like you look at Miami and they're so much better at home, especially their defense. Um, it's a tough place to play. Defense get fired up at home. I, I just don't understand the move from, from four to three and a half, especially I, I know the, the Browns are coming off that really good performance against the Bengals, but this is a completely different style of defense. They're going to face not saying that they're significantly better or anything. Cause I think that's a part that they can exploit. Like, the, the Dolphins rush defense, spotty at, at best. And I think Chubb should have plenty of opportunities, which is, of course, going to open the pass game. And I really, really like the connection that Brissett and DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, have developed over these past couple games here. So, I mean, I'll be looking to target him for a prop, too. Um, it's not really one of my props that, like, we, we set out for today. But I'll be looking to, to target that for sure. Um, so that offense has looked really, really good with that connection. And if Njoku's back too, even better for this this game in general. Um, but I think I think it's the week. I think it's the week we can finally fade the Dolphins and and get away with it across the board. I think the Browns come out and they win this game. So, Krabs, this was going to be my fourth favorite play. And I was deciding between this one because I really do like it. But the one thing that held me off it, and it's not because like I've been on this podcast and I've been like, don't fade the Dolphins at home, especially early on in the season when the weather's really hot. That's where usually they can catch teams by surprise. You know, you play four quarters in the Miami Heat on that hot field. Ultimately, the Dolphins can come back with their incredible passing attack and ultimately just put the game out of hand. But funny enough, the Dolphins at home this season are two and two against the spread. So at home, it's not as big of an advantage, at least against the spread, as a lot of people give them credit for. The one thing that took me off it was I looked at how good the Dolphins rush defense has been. Fourth in the NFL on PFF. I know you're I know you're giving the thumbs down on that one, but that's where like if the Dolphins had a mediocre run defense, especially adding Bradley Chubb, like I I had pause here and it's I'm still on your side, Javon. I still think it's a good play. It's like my fourth favorite play of the week, but if I had to shrink it to three, it didn't quite make it. 
So Krabs, I'm very curious to see what your thoughts are on this game. This play is going to hit. I think Cleveland has new life. They're coming off a huge upset that I think kind of rejuvenated their season, or at least gave them one more life. And their coaches have got to have been saying all week, got to get to four and five, got to get to four and five. We have a Dolphins team here who, yeah, they're six and three, but I think they kind of peaked early on in the season, at least in my opinion. And Peter, you're talking about the whole heat situation. Both teams have to play in it. Sure, the guys down in Miami are a little bit conditioned to it, I guess, more because they look down ain't there hot and anymore. practicing it. It ain't hot it's anymore. It's not hot anymore. And to be honest with you, if there is a concern like that, the books are going to factor it in. And me personally, I fade narratives like that because that seems too easy, right? Give me the Browns here. They have new life. They have that piece of shit quarterback coming back at some point. And they know that if they can just get there, you know, 500-ish, maybe a game below, they still have a chance to make some moves. Uh, and I think they might win this game outright, straight up. Great spot. Don't give a hoot that the rush defense on the Dolphins is good. That makes the spread make even less sense and the move make even less sense. It looks like the public is all over the Dolphins on the ML and spread. One of the most bet MLs of the week. Give me the yeah. Browns. Yeah. I think too, with, with the rush rush defense too, is this is another spot. I think we talked about it last week with, I forget what team it was, but you got to look at the rushing attacks they've played. They really haven't, other than the Ravens, where Lamar Jackson ran for 120, they haven't really faced great rushing attacks. I and mean, those are faced... quarterbacks. Like, Jacoby Brissett, I know he can run yeah. the ball a little bit, but, like, you know, to your point, you're right. Like, they, they're they very highly rated on in rush defense, but, like, look at who they played. Yeah, exactly. That's why that's why I take it with a grain of salt. And against, you know, the, the two-headed monster of, of Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you know, that, that backfield's averaging over five yards a carry. Which is, I, I think, tied for first in the league with the Colts, weirdly. But they, uh, it's a whole different monster, whole different monster, and I expect them to feast this week. I agree. Up. I agree with you, Javon. I think, but at the same time, like when I was thinking about this game, I was like, I think the Dolphins win by a field goal. Like, I don't know if this is a live dog, if that makes sense. I think yeah. that you cover by that half, but I do think it covers. But it just narrowly missed the cut. But I'm definitely on your side. I ain't. I, I sure shit ain't laying dolphins minus three and a half. You can bet that. Um, Krabs, second favorite pick. Where you got? Yeah, this might end up being my favorite play of the season, depending on how the injuries play out and where the line moves. Okay, so hear me out. The Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen. He's hurt. He's playing. He's not playing. Probably not going to play. Looking at how the line has moved. If he does, he's going to be severely hobbled and probably look like shit like he did last week. Look, the Bills don't look good, okay? Josh Allen, he looks bad, straight up. The Vikings, they're sitting at 7-1. and one. Kirk Cousins just overcame a pretty tough game going into his old place. I thought that would get to him. We know how that guy's mental is, not that sharp. He looked fine, and they escaped with a win, right? So everyone loves the Vikings. They're on fire. All they do is win. They're pretty decent ATS as well. Uh, and the Bills are coming off of a loss to the Jets. And we know the Jets are decent this year, but it's the Jets, okay? This is your buy low, sell a high spot. And I'll tell you right now, if the Bills are rolling with their backup QB going out there and they're minus three and a half on Sunday against the seven and one healthy Vikings, that will make zero sense. The public is already all over the Vikings and they're going to be on them even more if that's the case saying, Oh, a healthy Kirk Cousins and Vikings team against no Josh Allen and the Bills who look like shit losing to the Jets? This is way too easy. Heck, even if they don't even win, they're going to cover this th uh, this plus three and a half uh, spread. Well, no, they're not. And I don't know how the Bills are going to do it, 
But looking at this spread, they're going to find a damn way, and they're going to win this game by more than three points. This one's going to be easy. You're going to ask yourself after the game, why did I not put more on it? Bill's roll. Wow. What I will say is, too, is that um, obviously, like, you know, we're going to talk about the Chiefs in a second. The Bills' lines are obviously generally inflated. But at home, they're 2-1 and one against the spread. Um, and that, those are some things that we can look at now. And, like, the Bills' team has performed very well at home. Um, sure. The Bills, too, like, I think if you're a Vikings plus 6.5 better um, before the Josh Allen news has kind of come out and the lines have adjusted, I think you're sitting pretty well. But... We were talking about a pre-record. This line has moved too much. This line has just moved too much. And everybody is piled on thinking they're the sharp better of the week. I agree with you, Krabs. Bills minus three and a half. And if that drops even more, especially at three, like if it drops at three, I'm I'm gonna have to jump on. Um, but even at three and a half, like still the Bills. Like Case Keenum I, is not some schmuck. Yeah. Revenge. I hope it stays. I hope it stays. I hope he gets ruled out, and I hope everyone keeps that on the Vikings, and I hope that line doesn't move a speck because sure. if that's what happens, Peter, the Bills are going to be the easiest bet of the year. Also, Javon, you get a booty call? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's, got. it's a Thursday night. It's the weekend. Tell to give you a couple minutes. Getting a call from Brady yeah. being like we're covering against <laughs> the Seahawks in London. Yeah. Okay. I uh, <laughs> sent a text to Giselle. Let him know. Any, yeah, they cut off contact. Any uh, quick thoughts on the Bills before we move on? Yeah, I mean, same exact thing. Like, it's going to seem so, so easy, and it's already it's already looking like that's going to be the case. Three and a half points with a, a healthy Vikings team. Who's, they were, like, one of the healthiest teams of all time, weirdly. And going against the Bills team with Keenum, and not even just Keenum. The Bills have injury issues kind of all across, like, especially in the, in the defensive backfield. A lot of their DBs are banged up or injured or just not playing at all, out for the year, you name it. They have a lot of injury problems, and it all starts with Josh Allen. So three and a half points. If it's staying there with Case Keenum, you know what you got to do. Another bet that you know what you got to do. And um, people who have tailed me on my Packers bets this year, I apologize. I'm 0-3, tailing the Packers. <laughs> I'm giving them one more shot. <laughs> Packers plus five against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, again, we see the public just hammering the Cowboys, and for good reason, right? This is the best buy low spot on a team in NFL history, I think. The Packers just lost to the fucking Lions, and they looked horrible. I was on the Packers. I was on the Jets game. I was at the Jets game, and I had the game cast on my phone. And I'm watching this Packers team drive to the end zone, and boop, ESPN alert, Lions ball. Multiple times. Three times. (laughs) Now. If the if Aaron Rodgers converts in the end zone like he normally does, and the Packers win this game 21-13, are we looking at a different spread? Are we looking at a three, three and a half? And I think we are. And I think due to that, this line is now ultra inflated towards the Cowboys. Now, on my other bets, like the Broncos bet and another bet that you'll hear later, there's a lot of X's and O's that are working in my favor. This one. There is not. The Packers are injured. Aaron Rodgers looks like dog shit. They can barely run the ball, which I don't understand when you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. He doesn't have anybody to throw to either. And the Cowboys, you got Dak Prescott, 
You got CeeDee Lamb. They look great. Tony Pollard looks like one of the best running backs in football. So shouldn't this line be six and a half, seven? They, the Vegas has not been afraid to put the Packers as big dogs before. They have not. Not They're this not season. here. Against yeah. the against the most public team of all time, and the Dallas Cowboys of all teams. And this line's moving down? I got it at five. It's now at four and a half, four? Mm-hmm. They're giving you the Cowboys. I will be on the Packers plus five. But this is it at the same time. This is it. If they don't cover, like last week, I had all the X's and O's. <laughs> it was Aaron Rodgers against the Lions. You know his record against the Lions? I get 700 and O. It's 700 and O, I think. <laughs> Made all the sense in the world they didn't cover. But at the same time, this is my last time giving the Packers. This is also the Packers season. I don't know if they'll win outright. Knowing then, they probably fucking won't because they suck. But they just might. And we know, Javon, about plus fives. Yeah. What do those plus five guys tend to do? Sometimes they win outright. And if the Packers are going to save their season, it's at home in Lambeau with Mike McCarthy coming back. Not only are they motivated for their season, they're motivated to beat their former head coach. Packers plus five. And I hate it. God, I love the card this week. You just changed. <laughs> we, we went through every game and now I love every game. This is incredible. I love the board. <laughs> Peter, just say you want to put your little contrarian hat on for this one because you hit the nail on the fucking head. I'm a that contrarian NFL better. Not in baseball. We have to play the matchups. There is really no contrarian edge. Sometimes there is in baseball, but it's much more in football. That's when I put the 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 cloak on and say, I'm just, I'm going to be the grossest better ever. And it's worked. 62% against this the spread is, this year. Come on now. This, this is a good, this is a good spot. I will be on this play 100%. Nobody's sprinting to go bet the Packers. The Cowboys are always overrated. You get the weird coaching thing with McCarthy. He's probably going to shit his pants out there. He's already a terrible coach. Cowboys are just overvalued in general. Uh, all the bets are coming in on the Cowboys, but the money's pretty fucking split because all the big bets are coming in on the Packers. Probably a pretty good sign. Give me the plus four and a half. Give me plus two. Don't give a fuck. Whatever yeah, I would. Is, they're going to cover. I would bet this all the way down to three. This Whatever number feels like a field goal game. Whatever number they're giving you, they're, it's going to cover. It's not going to matter. And you're not going to hate Aaron Rodgers as much after yes. the Sunday. So if you're yeah. thinking, if you're hearing this live and let's say, you know, we're recording on Thursday, let's say you hear it Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and you say, oh shit, it's plus three and a half, it's plus four. What do I do? Take Don't it. Don't care. I would take it Don't all the care, way to a field it. goal. Yeah. But beyond a field goal, like, I, I, I don't know if they win, Javon. Do you think they win? <laughs> I don't know. I will say, you know, you know, I'm in Cowboys country, right? And they have a, a serious distaste for the Packers because the Packers own them. All of the fans, all of the delusional Cowboys fans are very, very confident that this is finally the time that they're going to demolish the Packers. Yeah, oh, that makes me so happy, Javon. You just made my night. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Fuck them Cowboys fans, bro. Fuck yeah. Them. Yeah, they, they they might end up winning the game with a last-second field goal, but they cover in five. And five is a dead number in football, right? Six, seven, four, even three. Those are key numbers. When they're at five, like, yeah, I don't between care. Five, five and three and a half, I don't care where it moves. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like I would, like I said, would take it to a field goal. Javon, next favorite pick. Yeah, I mean, Krabs, Krabs was just talking about loving the card. I don't know how you can love love taking a bet on this game because I'm going to trust Davis Mills and Daniel Jones score points. Wow. I'm taking the over in the Giants-Texans game, 40 and a half, which this, I mean, this opened at 38 and a half. So to see it catching two points, almost almost three at this point, really. I mean, it's up to 41 some places too. 
that really confused me. And I know we saw points in the Texans game last week, but this is that was a short week against an Eagles defense that was kind of in prevent defense mode for a lot of that game come the second half. Um, and I don't know. I, that was just a really confusing spot. But this spot, I, the one thing I like to target, and we've talked about this a couple of times, there's going to be more offense than there has been previously in the season. And this is a Giants team that's coming off of a bye and a Texans team coming off the extended rest from the Thursday night game. So I think it's a good spot rest-wise for both of these teams. Um, and on a matchup basis, like this is a, a Texans defensive line that we've seen them time and time again, especially, you know, in that game on the biggest stage. Their run defense, you, you might as well put me out there on the line, really. I mean, they're running through gaping holes every single time you, you watch this team play. And Saquon Barkley is going to absolutely dominate – this defensive line and this front seven, because there's nobody on that line who can stop them. And this Giants, Giants offensive line has been, been fairly good. Um, so, really you know, the passing perspective, like, I don't think they're going to have to pass, you know, a lot of this game, but Daniel Jones is going to have a picnic in the pocket too. They, they get absolutely no pressure on the quarterback. That's going to continue too. So, I mean, this is a, a Giants offense who coming off of this bye week, they're going to be able to kind of operate freely and really just do whatever to that defense. And on the other side, like, the Giants defense against the Texans really doesn't scare me that much either, especially being that I feel like they're going to be up, you know, on paper, they should be up comfortably in this game for a little bit, but the line's taken down to the Texans in this game, which is, it's giving me hesitation to say, you know what, maybe they're going to put up some points and they're, I've been a, a pretty big advocate of Texans team totals throughout this year in a couple of spots. And when they've tended like their magic number is a little 17 and a half. And when they're above that, they tend to score points. And it's sitting at 18 and a half this week, which is is really interesting. In this game of all games, that, that's where they're hanging. Um, and uh, that line movement it really happened in the last, like, 24 hours here. Like, as we're talking on Thursday, they come down to four most places, which is super, super confusing. I have no idea, especially with, like, the question and the health question of Damian Pierce. Like, it doesn't make sense. So this game just screams that – they're going to put up some points and be competitive. And I just don't see that a way of them stopping the giants offense either. Yeah. What I will say is that the Texans run defense is Swiss cheese and oh we're going to hear about my props later. Um, Javon and I already talked about it pre-record. It says square as possible, but like, I mean, <laughs> I'll be on somebody on the giants. Um, yeah. So I can't, you know, I, I don't know where this spreads going. Texans are fucking horrible. Horrible, but it's their defense that's so bad. It's not their, I mean, their offense isn't very good, but it's their defense that is just horrific. So I can see this one going over. Krabs, any thoughts? I'm with you guys. It's square. Don't care. A lot of the money's on it. Don't give a shit. Line's moving accordingly. Nobody wants to take this bet. It's probably going to smack anyways. If it's public, don't give a hoot. Lock it in. Don't give a hoot. If it was so public, why is the line shooting up? Yep. Agreed. I'd be worried if, I mean... If it didn't move, I'd be concerned. Yeah, but it's moving. Yeah. Sometimes professionals and squares come together to make the perfect bet, and it hits. Yeah, not every contrarian play, not every sharp play hits, not every square play hits. Yeah. Public got to eat too. I'm cool. I'm cool with 54 percent of the bets, seventy one percent of the money. I'm cool with that. Sure. I can eat that. Sure. Yep. Crabs. Yep. Last favorite play. Yeah, this one might be the grossest play out there. Okay. Wow. I'm gonna give you guys one guess. Let's keep it quick though. NFL person who has the most pressure on them this Sunday. Any guesses? Who has the most pressure on them to win this game this Sunday? 
Any guesses? I think Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. But is Aaron Rodgers about to lose his job if he throws three more picks this week? No. No. Javon, you got any guesses? Three more picks this week. You got any you got any guesses? I mean you're, you're too worried about that booty call you're getting. I'll just dive right in. There's one out. person in the NFL that if they don't win this week, pretty much guaranteed to get fired. Wow. And it's Josh McDaniels. Hmm. If Josh McDaniels can't beat a coachless Colts team that just brought on Jeff Saturday, an old lineman who's never coached more than a couple high school games in his life. And had a presser this week that says that pre- he pretty much said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a good leader. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but let's give this a shot. If you can't beat that guy, you don't belong to be a head coach in this league. And there's no pressure more prevalent on a single human being in the league besides maybe Dan Schneider. Fuck you, Dan Schneider. <laughs> than Josh McDaniels. Okay. If he loses this, he is fucked. And I think the Colts. Jeff Saturday, their season's done. Nobody has any expectations for them. They're going to be playing loosey-goosey, having a great time out there because nobody expects them to win. They have an old lineman as their coach. Give me the Colts. The pressure's going to get to Josh McDaniel. He's going to crumble like they crumbled in the second half this past weekend. Sorry, Javon, PTSD. The Raiders are without Darren Waller. They're without Renfro. And they're without Hart, mainly. Their season's done too. And they're going to lose to the Colts outright this week. But I'm taking the points. I'm not a heathen. I'm not a caveman. <laughs> Give me the points. Give me the four and a half. The Colts cover easily on the road. And you know what? I think they win this damn game. I love it, man. This is, I mean, this is just, this is a classic. You tail the um, buy low Colts in a way where you have Jeff Saturday who, Nobody wants to put their money on the combination of Sam Ellinger and Jeff Saturday. Why not Sounds take terrible. the bounce back Raiders? All we've heard is that the Raiders are the best bad team in football. That their they offense have to win is prolific. Game, right? They have the to win this game, fired. right? They might just <laughs> be terrible. They might yeah, just they, be terrible. One of yeah. the, the funniest things <laughs> I've seen this entire season is when Big Cat does his like quarterback rankings, his tiers. And like he puts guys in different spots and I burst out laughing after the Broncos won that game. And he put Russell Wilson as the God started watching my game again. And then put Derek Carr, the God stopped watching my game again. Oh, I thought no. that was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Javon, do you have any thoughts on this? First, they are first team all mentioned God in the, in the post game presser. They are. They are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, can tell you one thing i am going absolutely nowhere near just say you don't have the stones to do it just say it oh you're you're goddamn right i don't have the stones (laughs) but i can i can tell you i'm not putting a single cent on the las vegas raiders especially without darren waller and renfro and without heart they they, they're gonna fall apart even if they go up big you know what i'm doing i'm live bet the colts you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take their team total under because that's just what they do it's a spite bet, absolutely. <laughs> to lead the lead the troops. Colts sure. Colts may win by 30. Jeff Saturday is going to be Jeff Sunday. This I love that. that. That's that a good one? quote. Write that one down. All right. My eh, it's not my favorite bet of the week, but I do like it at this number. Um Jaguars. Arr, plus 10. Kind of crazy. Don't do that again. <laughs> plus 10 against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Um, some places you'll find it at nine and a half, and I would take it at nine and a half, but I love the key number at 10 uh, for a couple of reasons. One, the Chiefs are 0-4 against the spread at home. Now, Arrowhead, according to the public, is the best home field advantage, right? It reminds you of the 12th man. It's super loud. It's amazing. It's the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes at home against the lowly Jaguars. The Jaguars are 3-5 and five against the spread, so they are not a team that people are rushing to bet. And you'd see it in the numbers. We see north of millions of bets coming in on the Chiefs. People are laying it. It's an expected bounce-back game when I think it's more of a sandwich game. Um, and I've used this term before, and it's worked a lot of the times for me this season. So the Chiefs have that tough game against the Titans, and then they have the look ahead to the Chargers. And now the Chargers aren't the biggest look ahead, but the Chargers and Chiefs games was one of the best NFL games of the year. Like that, They play each other tough. Um, in this spot, I think they will overlook the Jaguars. And the Chiefs, the way to beat them, and we saw at least with the Titans and we've seen with other teams that have kept it close, that's why the Chiefs are not very good at covering the spread historically and the season and especially at home, is that you can run on the Chiefs. And Travis Etienne, if we're looking at him in his past four games, looks like one of the best running backs in football. I think that the Jags will be able to run the ball effectively enough, keep the ball out of the hands of Patrick Mahomes enough to keep this within 10 points. Now, if you're asking me, Peter, would you take it at nine and a half? Yeah, I would honestly. I think this is a touchdown game. Like, I think this line should be closer to the six and a half, seven. And I feel that the Chiefs at home are just always going to be inflated. So, at the key number of 10, I absolutely love it. At nine and a half, I really like it. Um, but re- realistically, that's where I'd take it to. The Chiefs are a great team, they're one of the best teams in the NFL but they don't deserve the price tags that they continually get. And the public just continually donates their money when they look at a Chiefs team, especially against a Jaguars team that has not been good lately. But they showed some fight, right? Last week, they showed some fight. And I think that they can keep this game close enough to cover the 10. Um, any thoughts on this game, gentlemen? Um, it, yeah, Again, I don't... Again, I love it at 10, but I'm not over the moon excited for this game because at the end of the day, it is the Chiefs. But you kind of got to hate it for it to hit, right? You kind of got to hate it. So that makes me love it even more. Krabs, where are you at? Yeah, I don't want to go anywhere near this game. It makes my brain hurt. I'll be honest with you. I'm not. You're not catching me betting the Chiefs, but I also want nothing to do with the Jags. They seem to have a little bit of new life here with ETN. So, no, thank you. Javon, what do you think, dude? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same space. Like, I, I certainly wouldn't take the Chiefs, but I mean, I, I would lean the Jags, um, especially at that number. It's just, you know, after watching Trevor Lawrence, looked like he already got a gold jacket in the second half last week. I mean, this this team is fairly capable of, of doing the job, especially with you know ETN. He's going to be absolutely feasting, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little more in a second. That that Chiefs run defense is bad, and they can take advantage of it. So, I would, I would lean the Jags. It's just not a not a confident one for me either. Both you guys, soft. Both of you. <laughs> um, uh, actually, crab. You can't call crab soft for taking the fucking Colts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do prop talk. And uh, just while we're on the same subject right now, I'll start. Uh, Travis Etienne over seventy three and a half rushing yards. I think that they were going to give the ball until they throw up. Now you could say, well, will he get it late in the game if the Chiefs are up by a ton? 
I don't think the Chiefs are going to be up by a ton. And even if they are, they're not just going to go away from their run game. Like that, he is the best part of their offense. The way they score points is on the ground through Travis Etienne. So I think in a bunch of different ways, especially against like the Chiefs, when people say that, when we say they have a bad run defense, like they are ranked 25th on PFF. This is a bad run defense. And I think Travis Etienne, who has gone over this number in four straight weeks, that's why it's a little bit square, but it's one of those weeks where you take the matchup and you hope for the best. And Travis Etienne has been one of the best running backs in football lately, going up against a bad run defense where the only way the Jags can keep this close is on the ground. So I'm willing to go over 73 and a half. I'll definitely be on the books with this one too, but on prize picks, they're giving me it. Give me. I've also seen it on books up to 76 and a half. So I'm getting 73 and a half on prize picks. Give me that, Javon. I gotta say, Antonio Gibson destroyed me. Yeah, that was that was, that was biggest prop out of the year. But that's why I'm excited to take your next one because again, we've never seen Javon had two bad weeks in a row. Yeah, that was, that was very confusing to me. Shout out to Commanders Crabs. Zero zero touches in, in the first quarter. What are you doing? That was awesome. That was awesome. But isn't uh, it Crabs' fault? It's we got right. a fucking we got a dude calling the plays who only has his job because his daddy, and we got Ron Rivera as a head coach who has never learned a single thing or known a single thing about offense in his entire life. <laughs> Team fucking bless. We owe him to death. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I mean the two the two square ones ish that I'm on that we've already talked about. I mean I'm also on Travis Etienne, but I am I took the fantasy score at seventeen and a half kind of as my safety net, I guess you could say for that game, kind of getting out of hand and getting to a spot where they need to throw the ball. But it's also because this chief's team ranks dead last in receptions given up to the running backs and Trevor, they're going to give Trevor Lawrence a little more leeway. I think after seeing that performance last week, um, they allowed the check down a lot more, not just the ETN, but to they put wide receivers in the backfield, which was super, super weird. Hopefully they don't do that this week, but they're kind of letting the pass game function as a, a facet of the run game, which is why I want that extra insurance as well as, you know, with the possibility of them being down in this game. Um, so I, I went with that. I also think like he, he scores too. So obviously that's a big part of it. Uh, I think he just has a, has a day overall. So I'm on that. And then we're on one Saquon as we've previously discussed. I don't think we need to go into too much detail on that. It's just a golden matchup for him. High number for a reason. Yeah, my two favorite props of this week are Travis Etienne over rushing yards. And I like that, Javon. Um, maybe I will switch to the fantasy score. You know, I haven't locked anything in yet. I just, 17 and a half is a lot. Like, I feel like he's going to have to go over his rushing yards and score to get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. six points for a touchdown, that's 11 and a half. Like, he's going to have to really play a strong role catching the football and he might to your point like that actually sounds very possible but I just want him on the ground and I'm gonna pair him with Saquon Barkley over 93 and a half rushing yards because he is about to carve through this Texan Swiss cheese run defense they are terrible Saquon Barkley might have 200 yards rushing like I might ladder him like it's square don't care he is going way over um so I love both of those plays crabs I'm willing to make it a three-piece unless Javon you have another one I mean, another one that I'm on, yeah, is the GOAT, the best wide receiver to ever play the game. I'm on Darnell Mooney. This is another guy who is, like, obviously, I'm I'm probably a little biased in taking him because I love the guy. But at the same time, 
The addition of Claypool, I, I like what I saw last week, and I know he didn't show it in production, but he he ran a lot of different routes instead of them just sending him deep pretty much, which is why it's consistent. His production is so inconsistent, like on a season basis. Now they put him more in the slot where the lines get torched, um, and they put him in a lot of crossing routes last week just across the middle of the field. The Lions and crossing routes in the middle of the field, that's where they get absolutely hammered. So at this this 43 and a half number that he's he's covered pretty often, except he fell just short last week by like half a yard. I'm fully willing to to take advantage of this in a game where I think there's gonna be points. There should be points. I mean, based on the total, we're seeing 48 and a half. And these two offenses are back. There's gonna be a lot of possessions, a lot of plays. And if they're sending him over the middle, you know three, four times a drive, he's going to be wide open quite a few of those times. Hmm. Crabs, are you willing to be square with us? Darnell Mooney ain't square, but Etienne and Barkley sure are. Are you willing to be square with us, or are you going a different route? I like I like all those plays. I do have a play that is square that I do care that I'm going to be fading and taking the opposite, though. And wow. it's Justin Jefferson under 90 and a half passing, or sorry, receiving yards. Uh, he's a green dot goblin. On prize picks, as you can see, the dude's been an absolute animal. People are going to go, oh, is Tredavious White playing? Uh, they're going to look and they're going to see he's not playing. And they're going to go, oh, well, he's had a bazillion trillion yards the last couple of weeks. And he's playing against a fucking Bills team who's all banged up and hurt. It's Justin Jefferson. He's got to get this right. Well, I don't think so. I actually love this Bills defense. I love their fucking coach. I think he's a defensive genius. And they've been just fine defensively even without Tredavious White. And I think they're going to get stomped in this game. I don't think they're going to get many much offense at all. The Bills defense is going to be suffocating. I love the way the total has continued to come down. Justin Jefferson, who's been a greened out goblin in the past. I have him in fantasy. He's been awesome. He's not going to get over his 90-yard rushing prop this week. It's too easy. It's too free. People are going to say, oh, even if you think the fucking Bills are going to win this game, don't you think it's going to be in the game script? That they'll be passing a lot at the end of the game? No, I honestly don't. This total is going to be continuing to go down. And with these two offenses, a total at 43 and a half is befuddling to me. So that tells me no offense. Everyone's going under. Shitty game. First one of 20 points wins. JJ under 90 receiving yards this week. Javon can't hate it. Made a good pitch. Oh, can't. I really, really can't. It's just a, a spot where it's it's definitely going to be targeted by a lot of people with, with reason. You know, it is a banked up secondary, but I don't know. It seems a little too, too free. So I'm in. I'm in too. I like it. All right. Um, normally this is the end of the show, but because we have Krabs, the commanders fan on, I do want to ask him a little bit about Monday night football. <laughs> um, the Eagles are taking on the commanders. Um, it's a big number. And um, it's one of those games where, you know, divisional or at least whatever, um, you take the commanders in the spot. Um, but a large part of me wants to lay it all with the Eagles up to 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they stomp them. Um, but before I lock in a ladder, I'd like to talk to you first about it. Any thoughts on this game? Yeah. So there's bigger things going on right now than this game. Um, you know, wow. our team and our team and owner are getting sued left and right. Um, everyone's calling for his head. People are showing up to the games in bags saying, sell the team. Uh, even the players, our cornerback this this week, Benjamin St. Juice, actually said on an interview that there's been a dark cloud looming over the organization since he's been there, and he he thinks they need another restart. Well, they've had two restarts in the last two years, Benjamin St. Juice. What the fuck else are we supposed to do, buddy? Anyways, this line is 
huge. Huge. Minus 11. Minus 11 in an NFC East, not even just a divisional game, an NFC East game where everyone beats up on each other. All the games are always closer than they should be. Everyone knows that. These games all go under. These games all end up being really weirdly close. I don't know how or why this is at minus 11. It doesn't make any sense. And I hate the splits that I'm seeing so far. I hate it. A lot of tickets coming in on the commies and not a lot of handle coming in on the commies. So small dumb bets are coming in on the commies. Big smart bets are coming in on the Eagles. I am concerned. The one thing I will say, though, that is giving me hope is that this situation did happen two years ago against the Steelers when they were undefeated about this point in the season. And a young fellow named Taylor Heineke went in a game and he ended up winning that game outright and handed the Steelers their first loss of the season. Can we run that back and pull that off again? Probably fucking not. This spread's too fat, but there's hope. All right. I'm not even taking my commanders this weekend, dude. Gross. Looks like it's going to be a public dog. I'm out. Yeah. Public dog is one thing. And those never go well. Public favorites, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, they'll cover, but public dogs, they do not hit. And Taylor Heineke's one issue is the turnovers. Eagles, they commit a lot of turnovers, especially on defense. Um, so I'm definitely leaning Eagles on that one. Javon, any last words before we say goodbye? Yeah, I mean, I'm on, I'm on the same side as everything. I can't get myself to take commanders, especially I think people are very eager to take these double-digit dogs after seeing the Jets last week and the whole narrative of, of large dogs, especially in a division that's become very, very public. So what would make more sense than to see the Eagles win by 35? Don't I know. thought this spread would be at six. I was, I was expecting it to come back down to maybe, you know, nine and a half after I saw it, you know, sitting ten and a half ish. And lo and behold, here we are. It's not good for are. my Manders, man. Not good for my Manders. Well, this is a great episode, gentlemen. Definitely go check both of these guys out. They host behind the lines uh with Book It Sports on Twitch every day at 12:30 p.m. Eastern. Awesome show. These guys are hot in college basketball. They're either they're even dipping their toes a little bit in hockey. How's that going? Is that going well? It's, it's going, going decent. Well. It's going decent. We went streaking about a week ago. We hit like 11 bets in a row. It was nuts. We've lost a couple. Law of averages. We're back at it tonight. We're hitting every bet, left and right. Knock on wood. Let's keep it rolling. All right? The gentlemen love the board. Make sure you use the code PRIZEPIX when you download. Play all these props. Uh, we'll go around the horn one more time, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, I'm on the Jaguars plus 10, nine and a half. Don't care. We'll take it down to seven. Eh, seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the uh, Denver Broncos at plus three. Again, we'll take it at two and a half. Don't care. Um, and I like the Packers plus five. Again, we'll play it down to three and a half, three. I think this is a field goal game. Uh, Javon, Krabs, and then I'm also on ETN over yards, Saquon Barkley over yards. Javon, Krabs, say goodbye. Browns plus three and a half, Chargers, Niners under 45 and a half, Giants, Texans over 40 and a half. Same two goats in rushing and the other goat, Darnell Mooney over yards. I've got the Bucks minus two and a half. Tom's going to fuck the hottest woman in the world after the game. It's not going to be Giselle. He's not going to give a shit. I'm on the Bills minus three and a half. Josh Allen, no elbow or backup quarterback. Don't give a shit. They're winning this game by 10. I've got the Colts plus four and a half. It's going to be Jeff Sunday's show. On Sunday, the Colts are going to win outright. And I've got Justin Jefferson under 90 and a half uh, receiving yards. Don't be scared. Don't be soft. Take it. There's Mac. We have to remember that none of this is gambling advice.